Welcome to another episode of the so-called Oreos podcast. Um, I am Janae Price. I am Kia Swin. I'm Mario Pollard. I'm Rachel Fowler. Yay. Um, <laughs> so uh, we just want to jump in. Sorry, guys. I'm delirious. We're recording in like a hot studio. My back hurts. So I'm going through it right I now. will say that. I'm just going to say I apologize if, if the audio isn't up to par or if it's switching. We're still figuring out some stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to edit it the best I can. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're, we're getting there. Guys, so work with us. Be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting we'll, we'll from the bottom, there. but we're going to get to the we're top. We're going to get yeah. there. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> sad. There. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's get right into it. This week in black history, July 20th, 1967, more than 1,000 people attended the first Black Power Conference in Newark, New Jersey. How to the people. Mm-hmm. The conference was a three-day gathering in the summer of 1967 that focused on the oppression of African Americans and the possible solutions to obtain a better quality of life. Um, I thought that was cool. I was like, I never even heard of the Black Power Conference. Not sure if it still goes on, but thought it was pretty cool um, in the 60s, yeah. And it was in Jersey, my home state. <laughs> okay. <laughs> July 17th, 1794, the African... Oh, my God. Epist- Thank you. Church (laughs) of St. Thomas was founded in Philadelphia as the first black Episcopal church in the U.S. Its congregation developed from the Free African Society, a non-denominational group formed by blacks who had left St. George's Methodist Church because of discrimination. Now y'all know that my mom is a pastor of an African Methodist Episcopal Zion church. And it's in Ithaca. And it's in Ithaca. The most white place in and it's a very historic church um it is home to alpha phi alpha oh wow that's awesome it's actually a pretty cool setup i went there yeah. for the was it the christmas service yeah you yeah did. i did, did. Yeah. and we have a lincoln letter too Okay. Yeah, cool. that's St. so James. funny you said that because in my hometown, my grandma recently found a black church. I've been living in this hometown for like 15 years, and I have never heard or seen about the church. And it's like a historical, like African Methodist church, I think. And my grandma told me, and honestly, I was so rude because I was like, "Grandma, that don't exist." But she was right, and we went with her. And I was like, "How did you find this?" But yeah, I thought that was interesting. And it's crazy how I, I just saw the part about discrimination. I was like, "Isn't that wild?" Like church discrimination, even though it's still happens today but it's still just wild to hear discrimination in church in the same sentence stay woke that's another topic on tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> yes okay so black professionals were admiring this happened a minute ago but i think we should all be posing in celebration of janet mock oh i love and... that you did that she's the director of pose y'all get it wow this is fantastic yes. by the way i've been following janet for a while now um, and I just think the, the, traje- the, the trajectory of her career and personal journey has just been amazing. Um, so, yeah, she was recent- she recently made a multi 
million dollar deal, three year multi million dollar deal with Netflix. Um, and that makes her the first openly transgender woman to have creative control at a major content company. Yes, nice. and a woman of color. Happy Pride! Happy Pride! Yes, and she says she's seeking to highlight historically underrepresented communities, often ignored by Hollywood, and employ the people that belong to them. So, yes, you get a job, you get a job, and you get a job. <laughs> Give me a job, Jan. Yes, please. Um, yeah, so she's like, currently working on some stuff in development. She says it's hush-hush, but so far what we know is there's going to be a half-hour drama about post-slavery New Orleans, um, Mm -hmm. a college drama chronicling the life of a young trans woman, and a classic sitcom reboot. I really, really want it to be living single. Or girlfriends. But with a twist. I think it would be something with transgender rights. But it's it's a classic. Oh, It's uh, a reboot? Is there like a classic reboot? I don't know. Transgender-focused sitcom? With black people, mm-hmm. it could be living single, but all the women, or it could be a different transgender woman with or a different uh, worlds. Yeah, yeah, that's people. interesting. Yeah, there are side s- There are so many options. Whatever it is, there it's are. immediately going into my watch. Yeah, Not these my watch good. list. I will just watch it immediately. Oh, yeah. I had a deal with Netflix, didn't he? Yeah, I Obama think it's Obama. And Michelle. And Michelle. And Michelle. What they, they do? doing? I'm trying. They're to... working on it. It's process. Help me out. Help me out. Help out us. Yes, but Janet, just yes. No, that's awesome. That's really. Yeah. I was really excited when I saw that. Yeah. I, like, kind of flipped out and was like, I just want to be in your presence. Because she actually started in magazines. Uh, she worked, I think she's at People for, like, five years and then was a uh, guest editor um, at Elle. And then she kind of transitioned out of that. And Jeez, I'm, I want that life. Right. I just, like, tell me how. And, like, you can do that. And then I was also just thinking, but it kind of made me sad, though, too, because her story is just, like, so extraordinary. And uh, she's just gone through a lot and just her whole journey. Uh, it's amazing. And I'm just, like, I'm just ordinary. I don't have anything, like, <laughs> special to contribute. Um, but I'm glad to see That's her star true. rising. You're contributing to this podcast. Yeah, hey. which is very important and not. Uh, I was going to say not original. That was not the word. Sorry, not basic. It is original. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah. it's later. It's not whatever. basic and it's hot. But going into this week's topic, we're going to talk about body image, mm-hmm. and there is just so much, so much to unpack. So much. Layers. Where do we begin? Where, layers. Where do you begin? Can I? I know I've been talking for a bit, but can I tell you all a story? Yeah. Tell us a story. Okay, this is going to make me upset. Let's just get into it. Um, so I never really had an issue with my body. I was pretty confident for the chunkiness that was on me when I was a little girl. Um, and then I hit elementary school and there was this one rumor we're f- in fifth grade and a rumor started going around that I was pregnant. <gasps> In fifth, in fifth grade and my best friend at the time the same one who later told me my hair looked like a homeless person so from we were 10 i should have known that we were not friends should have cut her off man should have cut her off um so that she saw me take the pregnancy test on the bus you on, on the, the bus, bus. bus. This girl's wait she, oh, said she said that. that she said that and i caught um i caught her and my other best friend again messed up talking and whispering about it and laughing at me and looking at me and I asked someone and they were like oh yeah there's a rumor going on you're pregnant mind you I was 10 so this now as an adult goes back to how over sexualized black girls bodies are from a young age I think it mm-hmm. usually starts around 8 years old mm-hmm. I was not even everyone knows I was a prude until I was like 18 so to have this going on and I think that was when I thought like oh the reason they think I'm pregnant is because I'm fat 
Uh, and it was funny too because my fifth grade teacher pulled me aside and told me I was the one bullying people. Um, what? And that I was, I was, I think she called me evil. What? I think she called me evil. Uh-huh. Um, Wait, how did she get that from this she story? She said that she had, she pulled me aside and told me I was bullying other people. And you know, I'm not going to act like I was perfect. I probably had probably said some really messed up things to kids around that time. I can't remember what it was, but it was specifically around that time when it was several people calling me out and I was being called the bully. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was funny. Oh, this gets into the importance of teachers, which will be another episode, but my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's when I thought I was fat. So and when did you, what did you, how did you squash the rumor? Now I I'm didn't. Invested. I got my mom and my mom cussed up. I don't think she cussed up the teacher, but she had some words with her. And then I think that was probably like when I was just very aware of my body. I started wearing bigger clothes because I didn't want people to be able to see like the shape of my stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got really concerned with that. And then I think when I hit like eighth grade, I started really getting into lacrosse was when I lost weight um, and then kind of like stumbled into some like eating issues, too. Uh, so... It was just like a nice. That's wild. Yeah, um, nice trajectory. Janae, I know you have. Oh. No, no, I know you have a lot to talk about. So yeah. I, I'm just gonna let you go I'm right into that. Right <laughs> um, I would say my issue started, and actually, I've never talked about this part of like body image issues starting. So-called Oreos exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Um, but growing up, me and my brother were both very skinny. We were skinny kids, tall, but skinny. Um, and then I want to say probably around like fifth grade ish is when no, before that fourth grade was when I shot up. And for those of you who do not know, I'm a very tall lady. I'm six foot tall. I remember being being very proud of being four foot 11 in fourth grade. Um, And then I went through this weird phase of wearing really tight clothes uh, and people would make fun of me because I started getting chunky. Like people in my family would like pick at me and stuff like that because I was like wearing skin tight clothes I don't know why but I just there's this brand that had like a monkey on it and it was like Kmart or JCPenney or something like that. I know that. what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking yeah. about and I'd always wear it and it was just like very tight and I was very um I that's when I started to notice that I was bigger um and from there I wouldn't say that I was getting bigger and bigger I just was taller and also larger So I was bigger than all of the kids in my class. And for me, that just always made me feel the the only way I can like the only thing I could compare it to is feeling like Shrek, I guess. And I remember by the time I got to junior high, I totally felt very destructive about myself. I had a hard time looking in the mirror. I was just very uncomfortable with myself. And that also had to do with my blackness because I just felt like I was big and black. You know, in junior high, I was probably around five, eight, five, nine, something like that. So I was just significantly bigger than all of the kids I went to school with. And I just felt ugly. That's all. I just my hair wasn't right. I wore glasses. I was black. I was bigger than everyone else. I just literally felt like Shrek. It's the only thing I can compare it to. So that was my feelings when I was younger. And then growing up, I've definitely, I I would actually attribute me growing to like my body a little bit more to social media and stuff. I started following like fashion bloggers that were bigger to try to figure out how to dress for my size. And I eventually kind of grew to just be like, well, this is who I am. 
therefore that's good this is who i am i'm my saying that i always say in my head which makes absolutely no sense but you is what you is when you is what you is i love it that's what i when i look in the mirror and i'm ever like unhappy with myself Mm -hmm. i'm like well you is what you is when you is what you is that's so nice that you said like you're you're gonna um kind of like decide your social media and i think that's really important because Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people wouldn't do that is like follow people that look like you and i think that's the issue where a lot of people compare themselves on social media because it's like you're following people that aren't like you or not of your like culture and stuff not saying you should only follow people that look like you in your culture but like yeah you would like to see people that look like you and that's gonna be in your mind that oh this is normal yeah this is what i look like one last thing for me like the body positivity movement helped me out a lot because i stumbled upon i think the first blogger i found was tess munster um she had F your beauty standards. So I found that hashtag. And from there, it just led to like a rabbit hole of all of these fat positive bloggers. And this was like before body positive, like really, really popped off. It was just a whole bunch of these bigger women posting pictures of themselves in bikinis, half naked in their underwear, wearing, you know, crop tops and stuff like that. And I just kind of like fell into this rabbit hole and just started following larger women of color. Going off of that, Shrill has an episode where there's a pool party. It's it's an Mm -hmm. event and it's all plus size women. Mm -hmm. And they're in their bikinis. They're laughing. They're just like comfortable in themselves. And the main character, she didn't like wear a bathing suit because she's like, it's a pool party. I don't want to wear a bathing suit. And she she felt comfortable just to take all her clothes off and jump in a pool and swim. So I think that episode is really important because we don't see bigger women on TV like celebrating their body and being happy with the way they are. So um, if you haven't seen Shrill, like watch watch it. it. It's Wait, a, is that a really it's a really good show. Like a, is it with the girl from SNL? Yeah. Yes, I forgot her name. Amy Ryan. Amy Ryan. Yes. Eighty. Yeah. Yeah. A-I-D-Y. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've seen, I've only seen that clip. I know what you're talking about, but I didn't know where it was from. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I don't, I mean, I'm not even like, I don't, I'm not even of that body shape or of that. I was happy when I saw that episode. I I felt seen in that whole series because the way she approached her relationship with men, Mm -hmm. the way she felt about her body. It was very realistic. Her career. Very very realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Very realistic. And also just like, I I had to pause at certain Mm -hmm. points. I'm like, this was hitting too close to home. That abortion scene. Yeah. That was, it's it's a really good show. Yeah. Definitely. Kia, did you want to talk about your Ooh, body I guess experience? I will. <laughs> right into it. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think body image, um, again, in the so-called Oreos aspect, I was doing research and looking at other people's experiences, like black women's studies with body image and stuff. And I think when we think about the stereotypical, what people have perceived as black women bodies we think of uh, a big chest a tiny waist a big booty um someone with hips and i read how like a lot of that is from like you know hip-hop culture and like Mm -hmm. video vixens Mm because that's what we see in like the hip-hop videos and that's um predominantly african-american culture and stuff like that so it's always like we see like black men loving the like bigger bodies or whatever which is fine but all us a lot of those people are, are not real um not that there's anything wrong with that but i think if if it's not real we just have to be open about that stuff um and not giving like this notion that like oh this is real when it's when it's not Kim Kardashian but you know that's another story um anyway so that's like what we think is stereotypical black women 
and so obviously if you know me I am not any of those things <laughs> I'm like five three uh really petite and tiny and I and especially in high school like I didn't have any hips any like was an a cup didn't have any butt didn't have any of that so I just felt like I was not the typical black girl um and that kind of like led into the whole like being like an Oreo of not feeling like black enough or like my body was not a stereotypical black woman. Um, and so that was a little difficult because it's like I, f- I don't fit in with my culture because I don't look like. And if I saw like white people with like bigger butts in mine, I'm like, whoa, something's wrong with me. Whatever, <laughs> you know, something like that. But it wasn't until like I would say like recently um, and also like a lot of people like I did do sports in high school. And I think like I don't know if people meant to say things but like coaches would like comment on my body be like you need to get stronger like or like make it my fault they'd be like oh you wouldn't get playing time because you're not big enough or like whatever and it's like I'm not gonna be bigger I'm not gonna eat a bunch of garbage to be bigger you know I'm not gonna do all that so like I think a lot of it was like coaches too like being like oh well you're you're just not you're too small to do whatever and so like from then I would always just like make it a point to do something that like was challenging so like in basketball I would like I would have like the most blocks even though I was like really tiny I would find a way to like block the most balls whatever or like in track I would do throwing and I was like 10 feet away from breaking You threw? Record. I threw. Really? I was the top I threw throw in my high school. Okay. Oh my God. Discus. I placed every meet. Did you throw shot put too? I did throw shot wow. until senior year. I was like, bruh, actually I'm too small to throw this, but I did place in shot. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now trying to figure yeah, it out. I did. I did. Yeah, I was always like, I'm going to challenge myself. So I did throw and it was always like, I always was like, how am I going to do this? And so it was it's, mostly it's like It's not about technique. strength, it's about speed. Yeah, technique. so yeah. I would be the one practicing every night after track practice. I would go home I practice in my um my basement and I would beat girls like twice my size and I was just like I'm gonna I'm gonna do it because everyone comments on my body like I'm petty I'm gonna be like okay watch this and then um with volleyball like that was the thing that was to my advantage because I was libero which is like usually the smallest player in the middle yeah yeah and you're the best pastor stuff so I would and then I would still be like I would still like block people in volleyball and stuff like that so it was just like how like high school kind of like affects that kind of notion and then it wasn't until after college where I was like okay I'm gonna get into bodies and stuff like that and uh that I started like appreciating my body more and I guess like also seeing people that were black and had similar body types to mine probably just social media too like you said um being like okay not every black person has like a huge butt or like a huge chest or like a Nicki Minaj body you know but like also even with you know people associating it with like video vixens and stuff it wasn't until recently where we're all like oh yes big like big boobs and like a a curvy waist like a big butt is a pre Like, when I was growing up, even black girls were all, like, we we don't want that. Like, we wanted to get as close to, like, Mm -hmm. small as we, just, like, as small as we could. So, again, I think it's, like, kind of similar to the hair thing. We're kind of going through this transformational period where we're kind of just accepting what we were given. For sure. And I look at my body, I'm like, wow, I have, like, really nice arms. Like, they look toned. Like, I always, like, work on just toning and, like, Michelle Obama helped everyone with their arms. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, I look at pictures, I'm like, oh, wow, that's something that, like, probably other people wouldn't have. Or, like, I just look at myself and be like, say in the mirror, like, oh, 
oh, wow, this is really nice on you, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, I was doing a little research because I was always like, oh, why don't I have abs? Or, like, why don't I look like the girls on Instagram with abs and the perfect swimming bodies? And then I was doing a lot of research about how a lot of those people are, like, sucking stuff in and doing all these tricks to look that way. And that made me feel better because I'm like... Angles, girl. Yeah, angles. angles. And yeah. I was... I was Because I didn't know. I, I didn't don't know much about Instagram. As a chubby chick, I knew. <laughs> and I was I like, knew. how are these girls looking like this, whatever? And then I just realized, like, oh, they're all doing, like, the same pose, a little knee up, whatever. The like, butt's, like, curved set, to yeah, the side. Curved, curved yeah. to the side. Your butt is not in. that big. And I was like, oh, that makes me feel better because now I know if I do that same thing, I would look just like you. Yeah. And so it's kind of just, like, telling yourself, like, if I wanted to do that, I could, but I'm not going to. Like, if I wanted to pay for a larger butt, I could also look like Kim Kardashian, you know, stuff like that. Or even, like, Nicki Minaj, you know. Exactly. Nice. So it's kind of just, like, now starting, like, maybe getting a little older and, and realizing, like, what's fake online and being like and also helping just be like oh other black people have the same body as I do and I'm yeah. not weird for not having like the hugest butt or like ever and also in one of the refining 29 videos about body image the bigger girl was like she was saying how she's happy with her body and also like she's still gonna get a guy whatever size she was and I love that because I'm like yeah you're still gonna get the guy if you're big you're still gonna get the guy if you're petite small booty small chest you're still gonna get a guy like guys just like you so it's like it don't matter honestly that's it and it's like yeah that's so true like if I don't have a big butt I'm still gonna I still get you still bag them. Mm-hmm. You still have to work with what you, what you got. You know? I don't got a big butt, but I got nice cleavage. Exactly. <laughs> Rachel, tell us your story. Yes. Yeah, growing up, I was very skinny, like flat chest, flat butt. Um, and like around like fifth grade, like girls my age, they were starting to like develop breasts. Like I, girls had like really nice big breasts for a young age and I'm just like all I wanted was breasts growing up I just wanted breasts I can totally relate and um sorry guys that was my birth control uh, alarm sorry 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 you didn't have to tell them all yeah you you did it well here we are so yeah um and I realized that like g- the boys were going after the girls who had like like big upper chest, big butt, and I felt like something was wrong with me. But I didn't like grow like into my body until I was like in college, and then I started to, then I started calling myself fat. And then whenever I would look at pictures of myself like a year ago, I'm like, nothing was wrong with me. So ever since then, I just started accepting like who I am and like how my body looks now, you know, and comparing yourself to girls on. Instagram that's a thing like I do that too and I had to follow unfollow some people that like had like the same post them them in the bikini makeup perfect hair perfect this perfect that knowing that it's not real that they had surgical procedures again there's nothing wrong with that but why am I comparing myself to that person so this is another like process like this journey with like loving who you are completely from like head to toe that's like another process and I'm still going through it because our body is always changing now I'm like like getting into like health and like learning to drink more water eat my fruits and vegetables you know just wanting to just be healthy no matter how I look as long as I'm healthy that's like the most important thing I think I will always have an issue with my body Mm -hmm. like I'm still like I I love it and stuff but I think I'm no matter how old I get I'm always gonna have these issues you'll still find something like I'm still gonna find something or like I'm gonna 
see old habits like creep back up mm-hmm. like um like in high school I would skip meals and then I would come home and I would binge eat same really I would, I would do yeah people would always people would always comment on Mario like why are you just eating a cookie during lunch I'm like I'm not hungry I'm not, yeah really? I was hungry as fuck really? but I liked the way my empty stomach felt like if my stomach was empty that meant I was skinny like mm. to me so I just like wouldn't eat a lot um, and I think it actually messed up with my eating now because I can only eat in like small like I get full so easily and mm-hmm. I honestly think I like shrunk my stomach <laughs> like I'm convinced I shrunk my stomach um, and like I will notice these patterns come back up when I talk to guys mm-hmm. like I'll notice myself eating like a little bit less Seriously? like taking like a little bit account so mm-hmm. I like myself better when I'm not talking to guys because I feel like I'm not as conscious mm-hmm. of my body or whatever but like that like it's it's. I'm not saying I don't think it was like a I, f- I don't think it was like a full blown eating disorder but it was unhealthy eating habits yeah. and I feel like the only the only reason why I never stepped over and became bulimic was because I was I could maybe put a toothbrush in my throat but I could never like Make do the act because I knew there was something wrong with that like I could never push myself to that mm-hmm. but had I been able to do it I probably would have done it mm-hmm. so it's like trying to unlearn all of these you know things and people commenting on your body i just remember when i was like 16 we had a christmas party one of my neighbors he's like you're looking really good we were worried about you for a second there but you got skinny wow and like that you don't Uh. like that stuff just like sticks with you and it's so it's like just people always commenting on your body and i feel like that's why i i started wearing bigger clothes and like now i like medium to large so like you can't really unless i'm going out i'll wear something i tend to wear something tighter when i go out but like on a day-to-day i like wearing larger Uh, i think that's so vital because i'm so sick this is a society thing and i don't know i can speak on like my family and, and culture but i just think people need to stop commenting on people's bodies i just don't understand how that is normal or okay like i just it just baffles me when people say the wildest stuff it's like if i don't ask you to comment on my body don't comment on my body mm-hmm. i just think that's crazy and i think a lot of especially like older men i see well when a when a famous actress goes on tv they're always like she looks good she looks bad and i'm always just like shut up like who cares like and y- y'all never comment on the dude the guy actor that's on y'all never comment on their body but it always girls like she looks bad she looks good whatever and it's just like Ah, I just it boils my blood. That's another thing I always think about when raising children. And if anyone comments on my children's body, like I probably will fight you or get my husband to fight you. It also that comes is. from family sometimes. It does. It, always oh, comes it from is. Family. I think That's it is a saying. cultural thing. Like yeah. if the family comes over and you comment on someone's body, get out of my house. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. just how it's gonna be. But because I just think people need to stop. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, for me, a gauge of like how I'm doing, and maybe this is an unhealthy behavior, but it's always like when I go back home. And I'm always like, guys, have I gained weight? Have I lost weight? Who you ask? Yeah. Like At I, least you I ask, always though. ask. I ask or like my mom might, she might tell me, but I'm always like, have I gained you, any weight? Do you ask because you know they'll comment on them? So you try to like do it before, do they, before they comment? No, okay. I ask because I know that my family are like the only honest, good gauge. Like they haven't seen me in a while. I know that my family is the type that like they love me so much that it can be slightly suffocating where it's kind of like no one asked you to tell me if I'm doing this right or wrong just let me do it Mm -hmm. you know so I know that my family they're always they always have my best interest at heart and if I honestly ask them have I chunked up they're gonna say yeah you chunked up a little bit unlike sometimes when you talk about it with friends they'll be like you're great you're fine it's great it's fantastic Mm -hmm. and it's like no I honestly want to know if I got fatter or not Um, I mean I guess there's like certain things with that it's like 
you can tell me whether I got bigger or not. I, no, actually, I don't like people commenting on my body at all. I really hate it. Um, I don't like strangers doing it. I don't even like my family doing it. I don't like it. what anyone does. I, don't like it. I, I only get it from family. I don't like it because it's also like, I can, I can still get bigger and be healthy. My body mm-hmm. is changing. I'm also not as active as I was in mm-hmm. college. So, like, my body's going to change. And you're pretty small, too. Yeah, yeah pretty I'm, pretty, I'm pretty small. But I think also because... I, because I'm smaller, people tend to notice more weight on my body mm. quicker. Yeah. And it's also like, okay, I got bigger. Who, like, yeah. who, who, who cares? People say yeah. that to me, too. And it's like, yeah, I got bigger since high school because I was a solid 100 pounds. And, yeah. like, yeah, obviously I got bigger, you psychos. I just think that that's annoying. Like, because people will say that to me. And it's like, and now I, I kind of not take it so personal because I'm like, okay, in their defense, like, I am working out. I am working to tone. And I did say I want to gain muscle. So I usually, like, kind of flip it to be like, they're basically saying you got toner <laughs> and you have more muscle. But I'm like, yeah, obviously. I'm going to get bigger. That's what people do. That's what bodies do. Women, your body fluctuates, your weight fluctuates a lot. But I just think it's, I I agree with Amara. Like, even if it's family, like, I'd rather you not comment unless unless it's really positive, honestly. But like, it looks like you got stronger. That's nice in them thing. Like, Mm -hmm. looks like you got bigger. Cause that that sounds very negative. Or like, are you getting fat? Yeah. It's like, just be like, you got, you look like you gained more muscle or Mm -hmm. got stronger or whatever. I'd rather that than, I mean, again, I'd rather you not come to my body because people are like, I thought you gained weight. You look skinnier. It's always just like I'm never gonna please you guys. Never. I'm gonna say I like how I look. I really don't give an f about how anyone else thinks about me. If you're dating me, if your mom or my daddy, I really don't care. Because at the end of the day, I like how I look, and I gotta look at myself. So like that's how I see it. But like I really just think it's I just don't know how it became like a social norm to comment on people's bodies. Yeah, especially when I not ask for it. constantly get stuff from strangers. Constantly, so like rude. the combination of being a six foot tall person who has meat on their bones is an absolute enigma. A few months ago, I was in an Uber. I My dad was visiting and I called an Uber from his hotel and I get in the Uber and the guy is basically like, oh, I see he had like a really thick African accent. So he was like, oh, that's your dad, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, it is. And he's like, he's a big man. You're a big woman. And it's like, I just constantly like list upon list of all the time people have pointed out, you're a big woman. You're you large. You should be like, geez, you're I big. I, I it's like, know. I've been looked at my like like I, I, I wasn't aware that I'm the size of your average man actually a little bit bigger like I didn't know that I haven't lived in my own body for 25 years right. like mm-hmm. it's it's a constant thing I think I internalize it a little bit less because I'm more comfortable with myself but it used to hurt so much every time someone would be like you're just big you're you're just so big for a woman and That's it's like not, that would hurt like I yeah, and would. I don't see how people would say that and be like I, like that's and feel okay with themselves yeah. and I think that's why I likened myself to Shrek when I was younger because I just I didn't see any femininity if I'm saying that correctly in my size because it's like women are historically petite women are historically smaller than men and to be the size of your average male it felt like a contradiction of everything that i was supposed to be it felt like you're not supposed to be a woman you're supposed to be a man so for me that took and and i still i still deal with this today like a lot where it's like sometimes i don't feel feminine 
sometimes I feel like I have to, just like you said, you wear looser clothes. I'm like, I feel like I have to wear tighter clothes. I have to show some type of midriff or I'm going to look like a large shapeless man. And I'm sure you guys have hung out with me a lot in the past. I'm sure I've probably said tons of things that had to deal with like, I'm not petite. Oh, like, ooh, a tall man makes me feel petite, you know? So it's a journey. It, yeah, that's it. it really is. I'm curious to hear about uh, uh, your experiences also with being naked in your body. Because ooh. I used to, I used to run past the mirror when I would get, um, into the shower because I didn't want to look at myself in the mirror naked and I didn't like to be naked. Um, I just wasn't comfortable enough to be in that. Um, I'm still like, I like being naked right now. Like I'm at that point where, and I think some days I also have to force myself to just be naked, like, and like, like feel comfortable fully in Mm -hmm. like my body. I'm just wondering how you guys have been with that. I never, when thinking about it now, like growing up, I never like examined my body naked you know and until like a couple of years ago because like you know you you start to get breasts and mm-hmm. like your butt and your body's changing and yeah i never like thought about it it was not something that was talked about not something that i did mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i used to call my mom a nudist because she seemed so comfortable mm-hmm. in her body but i think that was mm-hmm. me just being upset that she could be so comfortable and and I could never reach that. And now I'm like, maybe I'm a nudist too. Mm. I actually don't have a a mirror in my apartment. So I'm not at all. You need to do that. In your bathroom? Uh, I don't, I have, I have like a, Oh, you don't have a full length mirror. I I don't have a full length mirror. So I don't ever see myself. Um, Full length mirrors do a lot. They make you realize like, Oh, I'm not what I thought I was. My roommate has one. So I'll like jump in her room and be Mm. like, I'm using your mirror, but I don't do it every day. Mm. I think that kind of helps, but I'll look at my body from like, just look down and be like oh that's what I look like but I do and growing up in my parents house I my whole closet was a mirror mm-hmm. uh, so I, I have the massive those. mirror yeah I had it mm-hmm. and everyone would come to my room to check themselves out because I'm I was the only one with that massive mirror mm-hmm. I'm trying to think like I guess um I don't really have memories of like comparing myself in the mirror but now if I do I'm I always make a conscious effort to be like always say positive things about what you like about your body so it's always like wow like your arms look really great today or this like outfit looks really good on you or whatever Mm -hmm. and I always just make a conscious effort of being like just always feel things that you really enjoy which I think really helps and goes a long way. Um, Yeah. My body image, I started to see myself in a more positive light when I started doing track. And I was also throwing shot put and discus. Um, And I just felt strong, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I I just felt like my body is capable of so much. And that's when I started getting confidence and liking my body and I'd be like walking around my house in short shorts and like a tank top because I was like I was feeling myself yeah. I had like a little and you body. probably had medals and stuff yeah yeah like I had like I was like oh wow <laughs> um but I I would say that that for me was the point where I started like looking at myself and then it was weird because around the end of college is when my body did this weird I've got more curvy at the end of college it was really really weird mm-hmm. um but then I was like really feeling myself like wow she looks good naked mm-hmm. um and now I'm at the point where like I like to just lay with myself out 
in my apartment. I'm very comfortable in the nude when I'm by myself, not when I'm with like others, but in the nude, it's it's my thing. But I still do try like to say positive things when I catch myself maybe poking at myself mm-hmm. and being like, your stomach is... Yeah. So, yeah. They say it's important to speak to yourself kindly. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, there's some days where I'm just like... You're ugly. Your no, stomach's pouting out. Like this that. is why you're like this is why you can't yeah. do anything. Should I, have, to, I have those days too. I'm I think sorry. we should. Yourself yeah. Now? Yeah. Oh like, now. Oh. Yeah. Okay. okay. Should we? Oh should my. Yeah. <laughs> Today no, is not sh- a day for me. Today's the day I'd be like, No, hey, we should yeah. now that you brought it up. Your yeah. fat is overspilling. Who wants to start today? Okay, I'll start. I'll start. Janae. Let me be serious. Let me be serious. Um, maybe maybe we can simplify it by saying the stuff that we really like about ourselves. No, body image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, this is actually I'm in the spotlight. Um, you did this to yourself. I know I did <laughs> this to myself. To I did. No, I got it. Okay. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I love my curves. And I know that that kind of sounds like a cliche thing because everyone says that, but I have this nice waist that I really, really, Wait. really. See, everyone what? loves your curves. Not everyone got curves, yo. Um, no, I was saying like everyone she, says they love their curves. Oh, okay. Like okay. On everyone like who has stuff like that. Yeah, everyone's like, I love my curves. But no, I really love my curves. And it's taken me a really, really long time to get to this point of looking in the mirror and looking at myself and being like, damn, she's fine. You know, like I couldn't do that. Like I told you guys before, I could not look in the mirror at myself when I was in like eighth and ninth grade. And now I'm to the point where, you know, my best friend is a photographer who's constantly, constantly taking photos of me. And I like what I see. You know, I look at myself and I'm like, how could someone not love this, want this, this. look at this and be like, oh, she is fine. You know, (laughs) so I'm so proud of myself because I've gone from hating what I saw to loving what I saw. And mind you, I I still have work to do. I still have a lot, a lot of days where I don't feel good enough. Mm -hmm. But most days I love what I see and I cannot wait until I get to a point where I'm like every day. I love what I see. That's great. So I love that. That's it. Um, I guess I'll go next. Yeah, it's funny you said about photography because when I was um, not working and I was like, what do I always want to accomplish? I was like, photography and modeling. So then I started doing some of that, which my photographer just canceled on my shoot this week, so I'm a little annoyed. But I started being like, you know, I'm not going to have this body forever, so I should take more pictures because I'm like, I never take pictures. <laughs> to be a little vain, I'm a little vain, but I'm like, I'm not going to have this body forever. I should take more pictures and like appreciate more. So I started doing that and I was like, okay, I like what I see. But if I had to say things to myself, be like, I um, wish I could tell my younger self that, like, your body is great and it's going to be even greater when you're older. Because now I feel like I'm really confident in my body and, like, I'm always just, like, uh, whatever you see that doesn't look unattainable, it usually is not on Instagram and stuff and it's fake. And if you did the same thing, you would look like that. So... I guess I would like to say to myself, like, you have a very healthy body and a strong body and a toned body, which I think is more important than how it looks because it's how you feel and how healthy you are and how strong you are. So that's what I always look to and why I always do Pilates, like, every day. And it's always, like, I'm always, like, oh, you have really nice arms and you have, like, you don't have a big butt, but you have a nice toned butt for your size and you look proportionate (laughs) and you have a nice chest for your size. So I'm like, that 
I mean, it couldn't get better for my size. I think I'm doing the best I could possibly do. And I like what I see. This is not the right day for me to have this. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't feel I've been I don't like my body this week. Um, if I had to pick something this week that I would say I like, sorry to be a downer. I like my smile and that's still on my body. It's, it's beautiful. So beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, don't feel pressured to pull it out if you don't yeah, feel it. Don't I feel just, pressure, like, girl. Today is like it's okay to have yeah. Today yeah. is today is not the day, and I feel like you know there. Are, but there are days when I wake up, I'm like, man, am I, you you look you look good. Um, but yeah, that's me, Rachel. Me. Um, what I want to tell myself today is that I love my height. Um, Rachel's also a tall mommy. I'm, now. I'm tall. Yeah, I'm five eleven. She's six foot, y'all. But anyway, <laughs> and like I've always hated my height. I was I was always like the tallest um, girl in a class. But and sometimes today I still feel insecure at my height. So I just want to tell myself that I'm tall and I'm beautiful. Love it. This is a nice segue to Rachel's yeah, yeah. segment. All right. So I think this uh, for mental health. This is a great topic to discuss um, people of color and eating disorders and eating disorders have historically been associated with heterosexual young white females say that again but in reality they affect people from all demographics of all ethnicities at similar rates people of color especially african americans are significant significantly less likely to receive help for their eating disorders black teenagers are 50 percent more likely than white teenagers to exhibit bulimic behavior such as binging and purging people of color with self-acknowledged eating and weight concerns were significantly less likely than white participants to have been asked by a doctor about eating disorder symptoms despite similar rates of eating disorder symptoms across ethnic groups reading that like reading this um article i i was really sad because i think eating disorders like it, there's a stereotype that like only white women like suffer from that and if you want like in health class the videos that they show you mainly yeah. were around yeah they were white they're white women yeah and like think when i look back like my doctor never asked me like hey rachel like, do you suffer from any like, eating disorders anything like that i did however um i remember i was like in the fourth grade and i had a black doctor and she noticed that for my height, I was underweight. So she like prescribed me to drink like these, um, like these meals, like the nutriment, nutriment. Yeah, like I think it was insure. Like she recommended me drink that. So I, I feel like it just depends on your your doctor. Like if you can find a black doctor who actually cares about you, and like like diagnose exactly what's going on with you and actually wants to speak with you, and don't just brush you off just because you're a black woman and they just assume that you're strong and like you're not going through anything. And if you are going through something, that you're strong enough to handle it. Like we're all human. And again, if you're if you're a listener or whoever um, been through like an eating disorder or suffered from an eating disorder, like this is for you. You know, like I'm sorry that no one heard you or no one saw what you were going through. But today on so-called Oreos, we're here for you. Amen. That's great. <laughs> um, for my segment, I picked out a poem by uh, Maya Angelou mm. that I know we have probably all heard before, but I think it 
lines up well with body image and basically just loving yourself as a black woman. So. Mm-mm. A phenomenal woman. Oh, phenomenal yes. woman is one of. Uh, okay, say it out. Say it. <laughs> this is phenomenal woman by Maya Angelou. Pretty woman, wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size, but when I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say, it's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That's me. I walk into a room just as cool as you please. And to a man, the fellow stands or fall down to their knees. Then they swarm around me, a hive of honeybees. I say, it's the fire in my eyes and the flash of my teeth, the swing of my waist and the joy in my feet. I am a woman, phenomenally phenomenal woman. That's me. Men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much, but they can't touch my inner mystery. When I try to show them, they say they still can't see. I say, it's the arch in my back, the sun in my smile, the ride of my breast, the grace of my style. I'm a woman, phenomenally phenomenal woman. That's me. Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say, it's in the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palm of my hand, the need for my care. Cause I'm a woman, phenomenally phenomenal woman. That's me. Wow. I P Maya. Really? I forgot about that. You were a phenomenal woman. Seriously. That was nice. That's one that was better. beautiful. I need to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, Thank really you. Like Thank you. I was in a poetry club for a spell. Yeah, it sounded very great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Like, I felt like I was watching a TV show that was, like, someone speaking in poetry. I actually used to write poetry, too, when I was very angsty. A- I haven't in a while. I did, too. I published, like, a... It got published in, like, a weird book. Oh, that's it, cool. It was probably, like, fourth fourth grade. <laughs> I wanted to get um, an MFA in poetry. And then yeah. I was advised against it because I wouldn't make any money. Mm-hmm. It's true. I but, mean, you could do that as a side hobby. And yeah, you can write a book. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been trying to work on some shit. Mm-hmm. You know, some yeah. stuff cooking. Well, I'm hot as hell. It's yeah. really hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's time. It's time. To My face is cold. <laughs> I'm just sweaty. I honestly. am sweating. Yeah, it's rough. Thanks. Um, thanks for listening and holding with us through this. Yeah. Yeah. Episodes. Follow us on all social media at so called Oreos and email us at so called Oreos at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, rate, comment, share. Hit us up. Talk Do to it. you next, guys. Text next time. <laughs> it's late, boo. It's really late. I have an end. Yeah. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.